I'm going to take my medicine gotcha. before I die on the podcast. I mean, it would be a premiere, but... Oh, best podcast ever. Yeah. Join us live on PSU, where we have a live person dying on podcast. <laughs> and I did tell him not to die yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to write yet. <laughs> yeah, he said, not yet, don't die on me yet. So it's like, okay, soon, but not yet. You know, you gotta build that climax for the podcast and stuff. Well, damn straight. Well, damn it. Well, spoilers, guys, but we're all gonna die. So. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that spoiler yet. What's up everyone, welcome to episode 120 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host for this episode, Michael Harrodens, and we have quite a all-star cast today, guys. We're welcoming back Chris, who hasn't been on the podcast in quite a while, I believe. Chris, how's it going, dude? Good, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, thanks, man. It's good to have you on the show again. Um, I was just saying before we recorded, I haven't actually spoken to you in general in quite a long time, so um, you've been doing good, yeah? Yeah, man. Good, man. It's great to have you on the show, dude. And um, I expect we'll um, catch up again a bit later. Um, in the meantime, we also have Aaron joining us today. How's it going, mate? Yeah, hello. Doing fine. Thank you very much. So you've been reviewing quite a few games lately, Aaron, I understand. Uh, yeah, I have. And i uh, got a few on the go as well. <laughs> so quite busy. Wicked, man. Good to have you on the show again, dude. And we have another regular, of course, Mr. Neil Lightning Bolt. How's it going, mate? Hey, up. Hey, up. I'll do. I'll do. Not bad. Yeah, I, I'm actually not reviewing anything at the minute, which is probably the weird thing. It's like me and Aaron are like swap universes or something on that front. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just playing games instead for fun. It's a novel concept. Got uh... horror. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> cool, man. Good to have um, good to have you on the show again, dude. And last but not least, we have of course Mr. Gary Bagdasarov. How's it going, Gads? Yo, yo, pretty good, man. How are you? I'm fine and daddy, thanks. Just enjoying the lovely hot weather. For those of you who are perhaps in the UK, we've been having some something of a heat wave the last uh, sort of four or five days. Well, depending actually where you are, I understand the weather's been a bit crazy in some places, but here in Redden, it's been um, really, really nice, actually. Um, unfortunately, it looks set to um, end tomorrow, which is Monday. <laughs> We're recording the Sunday night. So, yeah, yeah back to... Uh, Rain. The usual dose of <laughs> yeah, rain, yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I do believe that I've actually forgot someone. <laughs> Kevin, I feel, how can I, forget I feel you? bad now. I feel bad now. Thank you, Mike. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm good. Yeah, how, are you, dude? Just, how are you? I'm good, thanks, man. Yeah, it's just I'm not used to having all these people on the podcast. Usually, I introduce two people, and that's it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, it's good to have you on, dude. Um, you've uh, you uh, had fun watching the um. Uh, Battlefield um, stream the other day and actually you managed to see my laptop on there, am I right? Yeah, that was basically my goal. I just wanted to see where you were seated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I found you, so when I when I saw where you were, I just stopped the stream because I wasn't really interested in the game myself. Yeah, I remember so. you yeah, I remember. You were like, Well, I've seen Mike, that's it, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all I needed to see. <laughs> and I've just got a text from you showing our chat window. Very bizarre. Obviously, to remind me that you were actually on this show. <laughs> that was actually 
earlier when you weren't in yet, but okay. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, my phone's obviously got a delayed response there. Cool. Well, guys, um, let's kick off episode 120, shall we? Um, obviously, we're diving to um, what we've been playing lately. Um, I think I'll kick things off, actually. Um, no surprise. Uh, I've been on Far Cry 4. I finally managed to break through into Northern uh, Kirat, or Kirat, however you pronounce the town name. Um, so I'm sort of, um, I'm around six, early 60s, I think, percent through. I've been um, doing quite a lot of, a lot of the side stuff. As I, I mentioned um, in the past couple of podcasts, I've been mostly doing a lot of the collectibles um, and side quests. So, um, but I finally, obviously, to get through to the Norman part of the game, for those of you who don't know, I won't spoil too much, but you have to complete a certain number of the campaign missions. So now that's done, I've got all the bow towers in the north now. I've literally revealed the whole map, or as far as I can see, it's the whole map anyway. Um, so now I'm sort of going through trying to take over some of the uh, uh, encampments and stuff. I've actually managed to um, I actually managed to conquer um, Yuma's forts. There's three big, uh, sorry, four big forts in the game, and I managed to actually control um, third one, which was on a very hard difficulty without any help at all. Um, believe it or not, I've actually found that some of the smaller forts are slightly more difficult than the main ones, which is bizarre because they all have a weakness. They're all if you manage to get to higher ground you can pretty much snipe everyone from the safety of the hillside. And I literally managed to do that. So I don't know, maybe, um, maybe they expect you to go there a bit earlier with less, um, with weapons that aren't quite as powerful. Cause I have got some pretty good weapons, but it did seem kind of easy actually. But apart from that, I'm really enjoying the game. I love it. Uh, I'm finally getting towards the end of collecting all the masks and all the lost letters, which is good. I don't know if I'm going to get all the wanted, uh, not wanted posters, uh, the uh, propaganda posters, um, but I, I'm pushing 100 out of 150. So, you know, I'm like, well, I've got this far, I might do it. So, yeah, but um, it's it, far cry. What can I say? I'm really enjoying that game. Um, I'm, I'm not glad to be coming to the end, but I'm, because it's such a massive game, it's good that I can see the end, but I'm probably about three quarters of the way through because I do have a lot of other stuff I want to play. I mean, Uncharted uh, 4 is coming out Tuesday, so... But yeah, this is... Um, I'm definitely up for another uh, another Far Cry game after this, definitely. Apart from that, I have been on... Uh, I've been on some Hitman. Um, I dived into the um, intro pack. I'm not reviewing these games, obviously. Neil's our man for Hitman. Um, so I had a little go at the uh, training missions. Um, done a lot better. I did the... Uh, Paris mission. Uh, I've done that twice, which I really, really enjoyed. And it's everything about that game is um, I think a lot of people were perhaps a bit too quick to judge about the uh, lack of content in it because um, there's um, in terms. I mean, obviously, in terms of the missions, you the missions are there. You know, you've got the Paris one is the main one. You've got the training ones, but there's so many things inside those missions you can do. The different types of um, the kills you can get. The, uh, you know, the various different opportunities you can do, different ways to complete the missions. There's so many different opportunities you can do to kill your targets and stuff, and lots of different things you can do to unlock things, like weapons and, uh, and new entry points and that kind of stuff. So there's a hell of a lot of content in there. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even ready to touch on episode two yet. So um, Which is which like twice as bit. big and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so I've heard. I mean, I I play. I did play that full of a preview because I wrote the preview of that, but I was terrible at it. I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even manage to kill guy once, whereas other people did. I was just like stew. I was like stirring rat poison stew to the time, <laughs> and just trying to um nick someone's um flower flower delivery disguise and just dying a lot. Um, oh, it's awful, but yeah. Um, yeah, really that was good, that yeah. was literally my first take on it. I ended up trying to get the flower delivery guy. Ended up mm-hmm. having to push mm-hmm. both of them off a cliff. And the cyclist, <laughs> the cyclist who was injured, lying down on the floor, suddenly got up and ran off. It was like, 
she were hurt. <laughs> so, so yeah, it all went tits up very quickly. Uh, so I, I <laughs> yeah. can relate there. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. It's not just me then. Um, uh, that's about it, pretty much. Um, I'm pretty um, like probably putting most things on, apart from Hitman. I'm pretty much just focusing on Far Cry for now because it's such a big game. Um, okay, let's um, pass the buck, as it were. Um, Neil, actually, um, let's go over to you, dude. What you've been on lately? Ooh, yeah, as I said, when there are no reviews about, all the games come out to play for me. So it's been, yeah, good. Lots of stuff. I, I started playing Binary Domain again because it is just the best thing Sega have done in years. It's like, for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a, a, a lower-budget Gears of War meets uh, Blade Runner meets Terminator. It's nice, cool idea, and uh, it's quite a funny game as well. Like, played a bit of... Um, a few older games because of uh, PS Now, which now works because I've got my PS4 hardwired to the internet. Um, God of War Chains of Olympus to play for the first time. I hadn't played that when it was on PSP or the uh, remaster. And yeah, quite enjoyed it for what it is. Played a little bit of Bioshock because I've never really finished it, but still haven't finished it. Um, what else did I play? Little Big Planet 3, played a bit of that, which... But again, not very much. Um, main thing, I think, this week, other than Hitman, as you were saying, because I find myself playing Hitman every week now, uh, Rayman Legends, I picked up sale for like eight quid. And it's just, wow. It's just such a fun little game that you just, uh, I found myself compelled to play it in a way that I haven't really had with games recently, because obviously when you're reviewing things, you're just like, like get through it, do it, review it, done. And then I often find myself I don't end up playing them for a bit after that. But with this, it's just like I just want to keep playing it because it's just little bite-sized levels and little challenges and all the mini-games and stuff. It's pretty cool. There's like a level in there that you uh, basically run along it in time with the beat to Black Betty, the song, and just... <laughs> It's everything you hit just adds the notes on it. It's ah, oh, it's genius for what it is. Absolutely lovely little thing. Yeah. Um. Apart from I, I was trying to go the uh, current new Ratchet and Clank game, but I ended up playing the older ones. So I ended up playing Into the Nexus and uh, Ratchet and Clank Two. And yeah, just enjoying them all over again, really. Um. Yeah, it's been a very light week on review stuff so it's been nice to sort of delve into a few different things and yeah as usual playing pez because i'm always playing pez but yeah huge list of things but there you go they were my main thoughts cool man yeah i saw you on pez but yeah it was on pez, you know, on pez. balance the universe is still in balance <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should man you should you know it's good i mean obviously you love racking up the reviews and everything and it's cool it's um get them games to do and that and obviously experience but um it's nice to just play stuff for fun you know so welcome to my wolf enjoy it that's all i'm gonna say enjoy it definitely oh, i yes. did catch you on ratchet and clank um uh, oh, i can't remember which one it was not the new one one of the ps3 ones i think um so, nexus yeah yeah nexus that's it yeah so um uh yeah that was i thought that was pretty cool um cool uh chris how about you man i don't think i know what you've been playing the last six months actually so <laughs> what, what are you gaming on lately Oh, let's see. Uh, well, I did finish the new Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I, I, I blew through that game pretty quickly because it, it was just a absolute joy of a game. Um, so yeah, I finished that and I've got a few just 
three or four days, but I was, I was like I said, I was burning pretty hard on it. Uh, but it got my juices going for those uh, that uh, 3D platformer uh, type game again. So I went back and uh, I, I, I fired up. Uh, actually, I went back and bought the entire Future series, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, because I never finished those. And so now I'm going through uh, Tools of Destruction. Uh, got the same, you know, same kind of uh, great uh, Ratchet uh, vibe that I'm really enjoying right now. Uh, and so other than that, I mean, I went back and started playing uh, Red Dead Redemption again on my PS3 because nah, never finished that one and uh, uh, wanted to get back into that world. Um, and oh, I finished uh, Mad Max. Uh, actually, this week, actually today, I finished that game. The uh, that one, that one is, uh, I think, one of the more I don't know, uh, underrated. Uh, I, I was, it's not that underrated. It has a lot of flaws, but it's a fun, uh, fun game. Um, I bought it for, you know, pretty cheap, so it was wor definitely worth the money. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, that, that's pretty much it. Oh, man. Um, I'm just trying to, oh, that's it. Chris, did you, um, were you the guy um, on PS Shoes? I know it was someone on the team that um, played War Thunder or liked it or liked the look of it or something. I'm sure it was you yeah. for talking to yeah, you about yeah. World War II planes. Ah, it was you, yeah. Did you ever, did you ever go on that very much at all in the end, or? I did for a while, but then, you know, I get pulled off on our stuff. I never jump back on. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really wish they'd uh, – it's been so long time. Have they, have they tweaked the controls at all? Because it, the only thing about that game was the uh, – I felt like I was I was using a game pad for a game that was bent for piece, uh, for keyboard and mouse. Uh, that was the only issue I had with that. But other than that, I really loved it. Yeah, um, I still dip in. I, they've, oh, in terms of updates, they've been – they really, they've gone crazy with updates. Like, like just the last couple of months, there's been so many tweaks and stuff. I'd, I'd imagine they've done, they may have done something to the um, controls and stuff. But there's just, um, if you do get a chance to go back in, then I recommend it, Chris, because there's a lot more, there's more planes and stuff in there. They've improved a lot of the, just like the interface. There's more maps and stuff. It's, uh, I like, I mean, I dip back in every. You know, I try and play it once a month, even if sometimes I go on it for just a day or two. Sometimes I have this, like, War Thunder marathon where I go on it for, like, two weeks straight or whatever. But it's, um, yeah, it's still it's still good fun, man. So if you get the time, um, get out again. Um, awesome, yeah. Cool. Cheers for that, Chris. Um, uh, let's, okay, moving on now. Uh, Gary, what have you been playing lately, mate? Oh, I have been playing uh, a few things. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, I'm playing that still. Uh planning to get the platinum trophy for that the game is just brilliant brilliant fun um just like chris had said it's so fun to go back to these 3d platformers and i, I noticed playstation now has like every ratchet and clean game on there now except for tools of destruction and it's the only one i missed from the ratchet and clean franchise and i'm like why isn't it on there it's really annoying um but other than that, I've been playing um, Twilight Princess on my Wii U still. Um, the game is hard. I didn't like I, I, I said this last last week, I believe. Um, I don't remember playing this game now. Um, I, I felt like I beat it, uh, but I don't remember a lot of the moments in it now. I don't know why. Um, still trying to get through that game. It is tough. Um, let's see. Uh, Mario Kart 8 is still playing that with my friends. Can't get enough of that. Um, the game I'm mostly playing though is uh, Project X Zone 2 on my 3DS. And man, oh man, that game is just pure fan service. And it's one of the funnest 
I guess, the funnest combat systems I've seen in a while. Not because it's complex or anything. It's very simple, but it's just super flashy to watch. Um, but the, the fan service and the amount of characters that game has from Sega, Capcom, and Namco Bandai, and now even Nintendo characters, is just mind-boggling. Um, I remember I told uh, Neil about this. Well, uh, I actually encountered Axel from the first Streets of Rage, and uh, it's literally the first time a Streets of Rage character has been used since Streets of Rage 3. Like, it's the first time seeing a character from that franchise appear in something other than a Streets of Rage franchise. And that's, like, 20 years ago. It's incredible to see. Um, especially the animations he has are exactly the same. Like, they're more smooth, but, like, he has, like, that jumping knee attack. If you guys ever played Streets of Rage, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, his running uppercut with the flame coming out of it, uh, his finishing move, it's, it's all really fantastic looking. Um, even, uh, I think it's Ryu, uh, from Shenmue is in that game as well, which I think is his first appearance since Shenmue 2 came out. Um, no obviously way. Shenmue 3 was, what was that? No way, no way. Ryu, really? Yeah, he's in that game, yeah. I, I paired him with, uh, Akira and, um, the ninja from Virtual Fighter. They're in that game, so, like, there are three jiu-jitsu characters and, like, three different jiu-jitsu styles, which is pretty cool to watch them doing the moves um, um yeah a lot of fan service dante and virgil mega man and zero are in there um so a lot of obscure characters that we don't know in the west because their games never came out here like uh, from sakura wars and valkyrie great to see those characters um but yeah it's just fun to watch you know just if you guys ever get a chance or even have a 3ds I recommend getting that game just to look at the amazing animations they have. Like they have super moves, which are these super elaborate things that you see, and like they have a lot of uh, really cool ones. But like Jin and uh, Kazuya are in that game as well, and they're paired as a as a team, and they have one of the coolest finishing moves ever, and it's amazing to watch. So yeah, it's it's very long-witted that the story there's a lot of filler content, a lot of talking, but when you get to the action, it's just fun to watch. And like I said, the fan service to that game is unbelievable. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing a lot of time on that game. Awesome, man! Cheers for that, Gary. That sounds pretty awesome, by the way. Brilliant. Um, okay, uh, Kevin, uh, how about you, dude? What have you been playing lately? Not really much, actually. Um, the usual League of Legends, and uh, I bought Ratchet and Clank as well the other day, and I'm very happy that I did because it's a brilliant game and I'm enjoying it. And I hope to finish it very soon because I want to get Uncharted 4 in my hands. Awesome, sounds good, dude. Um, yeah, speaking of Uncharted 4, yeah, I I can't wait to give it as well. My my order. Um, has been shipped now, so um, and it's the uh, Liberatal Liberatalia, is that how you pronounce it? Um, edition uh, with the Nathan Drake figurine, and I also an extra. I think it was like maybe twenty, thirty quid for a, a new blue-gray controller, which is actually the Uncharted Four controller. It comes with the uh, 
uh, Nathan Drake PS4 bundle that you can get. So it's just the controller separately. And I needed a new pad anyway, so I thought, yeah, why not? So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that, baby. I'll tell you that. It's going to be no great. No need to make us jealous, Mike. <laughs> well, I figured you'd get it, Kevin. I mean, you're the king of these collector's editions and stuff. Oh, yeah, you, you... I've got mine pre-ordered, so I'm waiting for my orders to go through as well. Don't worry about that. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Something would be seriously wrong if you didn't have that, yeah. yeah oh, indeed. by the way, just for the record here, Kevin bought me... Um, yeah, he did. He bought me just out of nowhere offered to buy me this awesome assassin's creed syndicate gauntlet that you can actually wear with a retractable blade and everything so that's one part that's like part of my halloween costume for this year right there if i don't go as um jacob from a syndicate then something's very wrong with me because i got the flipping <laughs> i got the whole like um assassin's blade there so that was awesome man <laughs> so are you uh, um, are you gonna grow the mutton chops uh he's actually clean shaven Oh, is he? It's, who's yes. Martin Choppy in that game? Uh, as long as you know, Starry, Mike. The bad guy. You promised me one thing. Don't kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. I will all try. Right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, I believe that just leaves um, Aaron. Uh, what have you been playing, mate? Uh, quite a few things, actually. So, first I've got 8-Bit Armies, which is done by Petroglyph. So, if anyone knows of the Command & Conquer series, then it plays almost exactly the same but it's got a really interesting art style so it looks a little bit pixelated kind of thing so you think oh it's like the typical you know 2d pixel graphics but actually it's done in kind of cubes i suppose it's kind of like voxels as well and yeah it looks really really good it's a little bit lean at the moment but they're adding more armies and a few other things they got like um yeah Typical army with soldiers and tanks and that kind of stuff at the moment, but then they're going to bring in like a skeleton race soon. It's just <laughs> completely bonkers stuff they're going to do. Um, other than that, though, I've completed the Dirt Rally review and everything, so I've been playing that. And then uh, at the moment, I'm playing Battleborn, which I'm absolutely addicted to at the moment because it's absolutely fantastic. Plays completely different to other MOBAs and it is completely different to Overwatch, even if some people for some reason keep going on about how Overwatch is so much better. It's a completely different game. I think but, the fact that it's Blizzard, that's it. That's why yeah, people are saying it. Yeah, but it, it's such a different game that you can't compare them at all. Um, and the other one is Project Cars, and I will be reviewing the Game of the Year edition of that. So I've been, well, yeah, playing a bit of that as well. And they've refined the controls a lot since I last played it. So, yeah, and the amount of extra content is massive as well. So it's it's going to be quite a lot to digest and get them a few out done for that one, I think. So, yeah. It's going to be fun. I haven't been playing anything else other than League of Legends with Kevin as well. So. Yeah. Cool. That's a wrap then for that, I guess. Um, <clears throat> cool. Well, um, guys, um, obviously, um, we uh, mentioned Uncharted a few times just then. Um, we're, uh, we did actually, for those of you who don't know, we do actually have our review of Uncharted up now. And um, 
while unfortunately Carl, who wrote the review, is another podcast, it wouldn't wouldn't be right to actually have a show um, post Uncharted Four review and not mention it at all. So we um, we review this back on May the fifth, along with pretty much everyone else um, on the planet, <laughs> and gave it a whopping ten out of ten. Uh, we do not we do not give away tens lightly on this site. Um, I've um, I I think there's only been like a handful of tens given out from to the best of my knowledge anyway. I think one of them was actually mine from Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, but yeah, um, Carl gave us a 10 out of 10. Uh, Uncharted 4 is the ultimate video game adventure, a visual masterpiece, and a heartfelt triumphant conclusion for a PlayStation icon. That's That being Nathan Drake, of course. Uh, he, the plus points include thrilling adventure with perfect uh, pacing and mechanics, incredible graphics, elevate the play experience, satisfying and forgettable conclusion. Uh, the negatives, uh, and these are very, very minor as well, I might add. Um, a minus soundtrack, so maybe not quite as good as what we've had before, and rare AI quirks. That's pretty much it, and I understand he was probably clutching at straws there as well. Um, and also, to celebrate the release of Uncharted 4, we will be having an Uncharted episode next week, which I've literally just been informed of. And I have so got to be there for that. That's all I'm going to say. And um, yeah, um, I mean, we're going to work out. Um, uh, presume, obviously, um, Neil. Uh, uh, Neil's just mentioned it to me in the chat, and uh, we're going to work out the kinks about like what we're going to be talk, what exactly what going to be we're going to be covering with that kind of thing. But um, we're going to make it um, make it uh, um, as good as we can. Definitely. I mean, surely the whole se- chat about the whole series right now. Oh yes, indeed. Good, yeah, so favourite bits, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you're a fan of Uncharted, do not miss that one. That's going to be great, because we do like to, um, for certain big games, we do like to celebrate them and stuff. You know, we've had Metal Gear Solid, we've had Resident Evil and stuff, you know, things like that, So and, we, and Final Fantasy as well, and we're going to keep doing that as well. So it would be it would be crazy not to do something for a PlayStation-exclusive franchise like Uncharted. So, yeah, stay tuned for that <laughs> next week or so. And Mike, uh, just for our listeners, uh, we've in the entire history of PlayStation Universe, we've given out a whopping fourteen uh, perfect tens. Fourteen? Oh wow! Fourteen. There we go. There we yep. go. There we go. Um, that's actually more, uh, quite a bit more than I thought. But still, um, wow. Um, considering the site's been going, um, oh, a good ten years, I think. Yeah, so, that's not a lot. Yeah, it's not really a lot. It's still not a lot. Yeah, I've very I've rare. Yeah, um, and I think I was uh, I've I've already done one of those. So, like I said, so yeah, there we go. That's the um, thanks for that, Chris. I didn't. Uh, that's um, actually kind of cool to know. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that, guys. In the next week or so, the Uncharted special. Uh, moving on now. Um, obviously, um, this past Friday was pretty uh, pretty bi- uh, big day for Battlefield fans because um, EA and Dice unveiled uh, the next chapter in the series, which is titled Battlefield One. Um, I was actually lucky enough to be in attendance at the event. I was in the um, towards actually towards the front, um, quite near the stage, third uh, third row back, I think, from the front. And um, yeah, apart from it being very very loud um, and quite boisterous in places as well, a lot of like whoops and yells, um, probably the free beer, no doubt. Um, it was actually a really really cool experience. Um, I actually got to uh, briefly chat to some of the guys from Dice. Um, really really cool guys. Um, and you know the game itself. I mean. Uh, it leaked before a few hours beforehand, but um, despite that, I was still. I've always been interested in first-person shooters like Battlefield or Call of Duty, kind of like going back to um, the earlier World Wars and stuff. That's pers- my personal 
favourite time zone for that kind of film, World War Two, but also in particular World War One, which is something that no one's actually really done before, to my knowledge. And um, I was, well, I was thrilled that it actually went back to World War One. I. I thought that's a great decision. I was, you know, the trailer to me it looked really good. I was really impressed with it. Um, obviously, you got um, you. It's not just like the um, on foot stuff, you know, first person standard first person shooting stuff. You've got uh, there's tanks involved. There's planes, I think horseback is there as well. There's even battleships as well. So, yeah, they're really going all out for this one. Um, um, I'm not sure how some people feel, feel about the um, title. I mean, Battlefield 1, I guess maybe. Um, I mean, they're, um, the reason behind it is because it's the first major war, Battlefield 1, you know, back to where it began, kind of thing like that. But I know, um, I think they know that some people are going to be kind of like, what? about it because the PR guy I was talking to was like asking us about the name and stuff and he was going around talking to other people saying now oh, what do you think about the name and stuff like that so I think maybe they're sort of aware about that sort of thing but whatever I um, it, the Great War would probably be a better title than one but yeah great yeah yeah, yeah great or even I, I put Genesis I put Genesis of War in my little write up yeah. that I mounted the guys you know even now <laughs> people were saying no, actually that sounds pretty cool but yeah um so yeah that's um that's kind of like my spiel on it. I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, I've I've always. I'm really glad they brought it back to basics. I'm also pleased that it's not in an alternate time zone. Even though that would have been kind of cool. It's it's, it's just World War One. It's um, not not in an alternate time setting kind of thing. Or um, I thought I've um, the leaked image uh, for some reason. I thought I think that had people thinking it was some kind of steampunk type vibe with the cape and, you know, we kind of look like Booker DeWitt from Bioshock on the, uh, you know, the main character artwork. But no, it is World War One. you know. They're going to be taking us to a lot of, um, you know, not just the Western Front, um, Italian Alps, I think they mentioned, um, the Arabian Desert, places like that. So they're really, it's kind of a global, you know, but, uh, you know, a go- you know, a big, a whole, the whole kind of global conflict thing that's going on. So um, it's going to be... Um, it sounds like it's it's definitely an ambitious game, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, my only concern, and it's not really a concern, it's just simply it's more just from a, a personal um, kind of point of view and how I play these games. I've never been big on multiplayer, so I just hope they don't sacrifice a good campaign for the multiplayer because Call of Duty always does that. It's blatantly obvious that the campaign is just throwaway in this day and age. It hasn't really been a major thing for years now, in my from what I've seen. So I really hope they do give, they really do put a lot of it into having a, a really gritty, um, really a meaty, gritty campaign because it's, you know, with World War One, it's it can't really be anything less than that. Um, and I think, um, uh, but it, it does seem like they're doing that. So I'm happy about that. Um, I don't know about the rest of you guys, so feel free to talk amongst it now. I mean, um, uh, just so we don't talk over each other, um, Neil, we'll just kick off with you, shall we, mate? Um, your feelings in this, or any concerns you may have? Um, only minor concern is being that World War One is viewed in a very negative light, and uh, World War Two gets much more glorified, if you will, because it's the jingoistic hoorah war, whereas yeah, World War One is very yeah, brutal in places and just full of horrible decisions made by people that don't have to be on the front line and it's terrible i think the campaign needs to reflect that and that it's horrible i know it will fly in the face of the fact that the multiplayer will have stuff that just won't really feel like world war one because you know you're putting modern day people into a video game about world war one but as i said minor concern and i said we couldn't really be 
critical of it too much because then you'd have to be critical of any game based on any war, really. So, um, other than that, I'm pleased that EA and DICE are taking Battlefield in its own direction properly. I mean, Hardline, yes, it's different, but it was still a bit, uh, we're doing this because we've got nothing for Visceral to do that isn't you know, a new Dead Space. Whereas this feels like, yeah, for the first time since Battlefield 3, they're not thinking, how can we do what COD are doing? Yeah, and Activision, with, how can we beat them? It now seems like they've realized that we're not going to really do that. And, yeah, we were doing all right before that when we just, we were our own, this was our own game and you had a very different ethos to it. I said in an uh, article not long after the news broke that uh, Battlefield 3 and the campaign that they put out in order to get more people to play it pretty much attracted a lot of the Call of Duty crowd and changed that multiplayer, you know, that community greatly because for a game built on teamwork, it now had an influx of players who are inherently selfish in the way they play and want to be the top guy, even though it's about teams. So between free, four, and hardline, it's gone a bit more to that. Let's show off. This is what I can do. This is how good I am. Whereas you don't really see as much of the team effort that used to be in it. And yeah, it's a bit poisoned, if you will, for that. And it's not the only game that's happened to over the time. You know, it's a, whenever a big game comes out that's in any certain genre, you will inherently have games try to retrofit themselves to be like that game or have new games come up i mean you only have to look at the moba craze now that you know, from dota and league of legends you're now spawning moba after moba after moba it was the same with mmos the same call of duty so on so on but yeah i'm glad that they're going back but not just doing world war ii and just you know, going further back doing something that's not really done much i mean burden the uh PC game is which will come to PS4, I believe, at some point is you know, World War One as well, but obviously we'll take it a bit more, uh, probably a bit more seriously than EA will. I mean, as much as they can say that they're going to take it seriously and respect it, it's be very difficult with the way Battlefield is at the minute. But my hope is that all this going back and doing something different to Call of Duty means that they're actually going to start making the game back to what it was and we get that team feel and that's it wait sorry i realized that i have my microphone on mute there i was like what <laughs> <laughs> um cool um okay guys just feel free um once uh, once someone else has finished um pretty much just feel free to chip in with your thing so we'll uh, just go to gary now and then just keep going through to the rest of you guys as we carry on and I'll shut up. So kick it off. Yeah, um, I I kind of have to mirror what uh, Neil said. Um, I kind of agree with a lot of stuff he said about this uh, about the reveal and the setting. Um, my my biggest concern is also with the brutality of World War One because it was very um, very gritty, very down in the dirt. Um, they used. Uh, a, a lot of chemical weapons were used. Um, I, like I, I mentioned this yesterday when we were talking about the game. Like, I'm really surprised they actually 
uh, pulled the trigger and decided to do that, but how are they actually going to handle the effects of it in the game? Because it, it's not very pretty in real life, and I'm just wondering how far they're willing to push the envelope with, with this type of game. Um, especially with the, all the melee weapons, um, are they going to go for that really, really hard M rating? That that that's kind of where I'm at, at least with the campaign. I, I think the multiplayer will be a lot different with these types of uh, weapons. They're gonna act differently. Um, well, there was a very big blood splatter when during the trailer where a guy got clocked by that you know spike grenade, and so it, it's looking like it is going to be quite visceral. Yeah, at least from the campaign perspective. But mm. uh, in the multiplayer, I'm sure it's going to be a lot different. Oh yeah. Um, the other things I'm concerned about, and it's not really a concern because it's more of a developmental concern is, and how people will react to it is the types of weapons and vehicles they're going to have. I mean, okay, they'll, they'll have tanks. They've confirmed that, but tanks in world war one weren't exactly the most mobile things ever made. And if, if, if they go into the game and make, you know, the, the tanks very mobile and play exactly like they do in ba other battlefields, then it's going to take away from the, the setting that they're in. Um, as well as the weapons that they have. I mean, they didn't have fully automatic weapons back then. And they talked about modifying weapons in this game. If you're able to modify your weapons and make them fully automatic, then what is the point of the setting that you're in if it's pretty much the same weapons that they have now? Um, just like I said, minor minor concerns, um, things that I'm, I'm looking at, at least from the mass consumer perspective, because people love their automatic weapons in, in Battlefield, and if they don't get that, they might be a little upset. But, yeah, I, I am excited for it. It does look nice, but I'm also hesitant because I know EA and DICE are really good at showing off great things. And then the final product is not what they showed off. So, yeah, I, I am excited for the setting. I'm glad they're going back, uh, at least to World War One, which hasn't been done very often in video games or, or any media for that, for that fact. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I hope to see more of it. So, yeah. Yeah, talking about the weapons there, Gary, I, I, that's one of the things I was thinking about. I, I'm not sure if we can uh, really expect a historical accurate game um, in, in this uh, Battlefield 1, because, like you said, people are expecting to have automatic weapons, submachine guns, and, you know, I think I was, I looked this up earlier, and I was, uh, the Thompson submachine gun was actually developed uh, during World War One, but not mass-produced. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but I have a feeling we're going to have plenty of submachine guns in this game. The trailer showed uh, uh, a, a massive air war also with the, the Zeppelins and the planes. And I don't know that I'd have to, I have, I remember I, I, in college I did take a class on World War One, and uh, I don't remember there being a lot of, there was air war, obviously. We had biplanes and uh and that uh, flying, but I, I don't know that the trailer what it shows it showed it like a it was a huge massive uh, campaign in the air, and I don't think that was accurate. So, so I'm kind of you know I, I can get what they're trying to do, 
uh, in a way, but I, again, I think I'm going to temper myself and say, okay, we're not. This is not a History Channel game, right? This is going to be. Oh, this is, yeah, this is still EA and Dice, and they're going to um, they're going to give people what they want. I think they're just changing primarily the setting is uh, is what they're trying to do. Um, uh, there, because you know, there's. There's a bit of responsibility if you try to be accurate. I mean, if you if you just say oh, this is going to be a realistic, well, that's a that's a hard thing to pull off. Um, yeah, it would not make for a fun game, to be honest. No, it you... really wouldn't. Well, World War One is you think about World War One, you think about trench warfare, right? Uh, yeah. Those tanks, like you talk about, were were, were very rare. Uh, but trench warfare is not something that uh, would portray very well in a video game, I don't think. Um, but uh, well, in, in the accurate sense, where you are going back and forth uh, for days upon days, you know, and not and, and getting hardly any ground, you know, that whole mm-hmm. aspect of trench warfare, that's not something that's going to be fun. And so, um, I, I'm more interested in the campaign. I, I really want to see what they uh, do with that. Um, I was reading about the, uh, the Harlem Health Pack. That yeah. they're uh, that's going to be uh, be available as uh, a DLC, I believe, for people who pre-order. Um, I, I first saw that and I was kind of excited, uh, but then I saw there was a it was an add-on, and I, I was like, well, okay, that's. I think it would have been really cool if they if they had uh, built a campaign around something like that. You know, the Harlem Hellfighters story was a really good one, um, and uh, but uh, so just kind of have a bolt-on kind of uh, story that's not the main campaign. I was like, okay. Then what are they going to do? Uh, I so, think they're going yeah. around telling different stories, basically, throughout. And I think that the Harlem Hallows one is one of the stories. I think they may just be expanding upon it with the DLC, because the um, uh, character shown on yeah. the front cover is supposedly the protagonist of that particular portion of the campaign, whereas in the trailer they've showed different people from different areas, like the um, right. the, the Desert Riders, um, the... Um, Generic, you know, shaved head white guy uh, with the Z ah, bit. So yeah, here. <laughs> it has to be in there. Yeah, um, yeah, gotta so be there. I... That'll probably be what they'll do, I think. And it, the way of getting around the globe and showing different facets of it, and it all not being, you know, one variety of World War One. Well, I'm really interested in the, you talked about the desert setting. I'm guessing that's you know the uh, uh, um, Arabs and Turks and all that whole scenario, Lawrence Arabia, right? Uh, I'm guessing that's the setting there. I'd be, I'm really interested to see what they do with that. Um, running around, you're on a horse with a sword. Whereas on yeah, another campaign, cool. you're you're you got a submachine gun. So that's I like that variety. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. There also seem to be um, some submarines. I noticed in the trailer as well. So that could play in there somewhere. Huh. With a nuclear missile, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> with future weapons, yeah. That's right. They, um, just um, going back to what you were saying, that they did. Um, they definitely confirmed it would be um, a story told for, um, through multiple characters' eyes. So I think you're on. Yeah, um, um, def- yeah you're yeah. pretty much on the right road with, with that, Neil. Um, it'd be several different characters. Um, but yeah, um, I um, I agree with what you were saying there, uh, Chris. The var- variety on offer is um, quite appealing to me. Um, I'm re- I'm excited about the campaign, definitely. Um, cool. Uh, anything else you want to add, Chris, before we move on? Oh, go ahead. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, just Kevin and Aaron next. Um, uh, Kev, how about you go next, mate? 
I don't know. I'm not really after Battlefield three and four. I'm not really interested in the Battlefield series anymore. But the setting is interesting. You know, like the rest that already basically said, the authenticity of of World War One. You know, if you want to get that going, that's going to be really hard and. There's always people going to be whining about it, so I'm not going to complain about that. But I do hope that at least they have the authenticity of the guns and the weapons that you use. And like Gary said, that they won't feel like, you know, Battlefield 3 and 4 weapons. Because that would really ruin the whole setting, in my opinion, personally. You know, when you play with an old classic gun that would pretty much feel like your average new gun, and that would kind of ruin it, so... At least I hope that yeah. they get the setting stuff right, because that would be a major flaw to the game if that's not right. Yeah, I agree with that. They did mention, um, they kept mentioning the whole rock, paper, scissors thing a lot in the um, conference there, saying about how, you know, not one, they were quite um, emphatic about it not being, you know, there would be one weapon to kind of like rule all. There would be one, you know, you got this, oh, well, look, I got this kind of thing, you know, the whole rock, paper, scissors thing, which is apparently it's meant to be in. Uh, Battlefield's always kind of been based on that. Apparently, I, I'm not. I, I'm not very well versed. I've only played four. I'm embarrassed to say, but um, they in in terms of the weapons, I agree. I really hope they. I hope they do, it doesn't go too unrealistic. I'm trying to think. They definitely. They did mention certain weapons. They definitely mentioned shotguns and they mentioned rifles as well. So I think they're going for. There's, it, it sounds like they're going quite. You know, they're trying to be as authentic as possible. Um, I don't think we're going to be like wielding like M16 esque type weapons just from what I gathered. I mean, this is um, yeah. it's kind of hard. It was kind of hard to like take everything in and write it down at the same time when everything was going on. But um, they definitely. That's the impression I got at least. So yeah, maybe that maybe quells some fears. Um, cool. Um, Aaron, it's just you, buddy. Yeah, uh, I don't know if anyone actually remembers a game called Codename Eagle. But I think that was done by DICE originally, and that was before they even started off the Battlefield games, and that was actually based on World War I. Uh, I think it was more like a tech demo what they did, though. But uh, what they had in there was you had, obviously, the um, the blips overhead, then you had even the Lehman Rust tanks, so like the really old ones. And it was actually pretty slow, and everything like that, and most of it was actually just on foot. But if you had like either the tank or the um, balloons, then yeah, you were pretty much unstoppable and everything. But I think they did actually have biplanes in there as well. So I don't know whether they would actually be having that in uh, well Battlefield One. Sorry, I really do hate that name. But uh, European warfare would probably actually make more sense with that title anyway. But um. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just actually wondering why they're probably actually making a World War One game. Is probably because they actually had one look at Ferdin, and they probably thought, "Oh, look at that! That seems to be getting like a really big following behind." It also means someone else has gone first, and they don't cop the flack on it so much. Exactly. Well. Yeah. So I think they actually found that because there's such a following going behind, they're probably thinking, "Oh, we should actually do something like that as well." That's probably the only era we haven't properly done yet so that's why i think they're pretty much doing this and it's come around i wouldn't say quickly uh because further was announced what, last year early last year or something and of course with the size of dice they can pull it around pretty quickly so 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really uh, bothered about a campaign because the Battlefield games, from what I remember, have never had a single-player game until... Hard Bad line, Company. Bad, Bad company. company. Yeah, so... Th Battlefield 3 had one. Oh god, yeah, barely. <laughs> that yeah. was that was after Bad Company, though, wasn't it? Battlefield yeah, Bad Company one and two, and three yeah. and four. Hardline, so. so you had Codename Eagle, then Battlefield nineteen forty two, then Battlefield two, then twenty one forty two, and none of them had campaigns. And that was over a span of about eight years. Those games, maybe nine years. And then two thousand two was uh, Battlefield nineteen forty two. So yeah, that's about yeah. So. It's kind of like a new thing, single-player games for them. Well, not single-player, single-player campaigns, I mean. So, okay, okay, I suppose it's not really new after they've probably done about six of them now, but <laughs> <laughs> they've never really been any good. They've just been no, tacked yeah, on. Fact, Quite short as terrible. well. Yeah, yeah. was just bland to the max. It was like walking through a painting that was sort of nice, but someone hadn't really finished it properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why... Four think... was a little better in places, but it was just like, yeah, it was very pretty to look at compared to the multiplayer, but yeah, the story was just a bit... <sighs> yeah, that's. I guess that's one thing that Call of Duty had going really well with World at War, because the single player was sublime, in my opinion. I loved yes. that single player, and it's a shame that Battlefield... Battlefield has the graphics and, you know, the whole thing going. So I wish that they would just spend more time to actually get a proper single player going instead of only a multiplayer. Because they would seriously... That would literally make it a point for me to like, okay, now I'm buying this. Because the, I'm not really that interested anymore in the multiplayer, but if the single player would have been, you know, a proper single player with the whole thing going down correctly, I would have been more wanting to buy that. Well, there, yeah, and to me, the whole World War One aspect, you know, I, I've never played Battlefield. I didn't really care to play Battlefield. I played enough Call of Duty. I'm like, okay, no, it's another war game. But, uh, you know, I look at this, and I'm thinking, World War One. okay, that, that's different. That's interesting. Uh, so I'm suddenly kind of intrigued about the new Battlefield, you know, as far as the campaign. I don't do multiplayer either. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see where they go with this. Totally, totally. Wait, wow, Mike, you said you got to see actual gameplay of the game? Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yes, we... Um, Are you uh, allowed to talk about that? You know, I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> there was no... Um, all I know <laughs> Nothing is to I sign. There was, no, I did sign something, but it was just literally saying that we couldn't post anything before 9.30, but they did pretty much say after 9.30, go crazy, you know, unload on the internet kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, um, if it, um, there was there was nothing specific about that. So yeah, we did, um, the people in attendance there, um, we obviously got the uh, trailer, as you guys saw on the stream and everything, but we also, uh, after the Q&A session that you, got, that you also saw there, we also... Um, had a brief uh, sort of couple of minutes worth of um, alpha footage as well uh, with sort of snippets, not 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 like someone playing a demo on stage or anything in one long kind of thing. It was like cut together from various different things, just more gameplay like you saw in the trailer. But yeah, it looked um, it looked really good. The visuals looked fantastic. I mean, it's pre-alpha. Um, 
at the moment, but um, it's looking really, really good. It's just basically expanded more of what we saw in the trailer there, you know, a little bit more of the um, the air combat tanks and um, a lot more of the um, up-close kind of um, the melee um, sort of encounters and things. There was um, some shotgun action going on, pretty gory as well from what I remember. But to be honest with you, it, happened, it's, it was like really, it was like cut together so quickly, really flat, um, you know, flashing before you. It was like kind of hard to like to digest it all. But um, I, I came away impressed with it, definitely. But um, it wasn't, um, you couldn't really make out, it wasn't very cohesive because it was just like, it was almost just like a, a trailer, you know, cut together kind of thing. So it wasn't like one, oh, here's this level we're going to show you. But it looked great. It did look really, really good. So um, I think um, everyone's pretty much finished on um, Battlefield now. I think we're all mm -hmm. sort of looking forward to it. I think everyone's pretty much, even, um, even Kevin, who's... Um, probably not uh that fussed at all about battlefield i mean let's face it the only reason he watched the stream is to try and spot me on it <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reason so i don't see why not yeah um and he pretty much went off after that so yeah but even yeah even old kev's i'm um, quite intrigued by the setting so um anyway um we're gonna move on from that now and i understand um chris has got something he um uh wants to kick us off uh, to do with platformers so in particular uh chris do you want to take the microphone as it were Oh, sure. Uh, so, yeah, we've all played uh, the recent Ratchet & Clank game, I think. Uh, most of us have, anyway, I think, when we talk about what we played recently. And, um, you know, and I was, it was just uh, yesterday, I was, I mean, it's one of those kind of things that I'm, you, you play, it's one of those times when you play a game, and you have so much fun about it, and you think about it for days afterwards, right? Uh, I think we've all had that. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and Ratchet & Clank just kind of, uh, did that for me i just like was thinking about it i was like man that was just a heck of a lot of fun i've had that's more fun I've, i think i've had uh uh in a while you know in a, in a game and it's something so simple as a 3d platformer but i started thinking about that uh uh that man we just gotta get more of these you know this is uh this it seems like this is just comes around uh just a, a handful of times in a generation. The, the time we get one Ratchet and Clank, how many Battlefields, Call of Duties, you know, do we get? Um, and I think it's just uh, uh, very uneven. That uh, because if you, I think you know, looking back at the console history, what what has really made console special? Uh, you look back at the PS One, the PS Two days, especially. It was the Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter's, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, all those classic games that everyone just loved, and I just feel like I was thinking about that. I was like, man, these games just a lot of these things just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, we get some uh, HD versions of old games like Sly Cooper. Um, I think we had one Sly Cooper last gen that was new. Was yeah, Thieves in Time. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, but you know, and this was a brilliant job by Insomniac because they did a, a quote unquote reboot. Of it, and they, they they made fun of the fact that it was reboot, and they little, put little things in there like that. Um, and uh, I just I'm I'm just curious what you guys think about that. Is as far as the 3D platforming genre has it been neglected like I think it has? Uh, and uh, do we, do you think this the popularity of Ratchet and Clank is going to uh, uh, resurge this genre? I would say so. I think it's. High time. I think the um, success of the ukulele Kickstarter also is another indicator that people right. want this sort of thing again. And 
I think indie devs have been sort of carrying the torch for traditional platforming, you know, the the two D style. And I think right. they're getting the tools now easier and easier to make, you know, the step up to three D platforming. So I think, yeah, between big companies doing it occasionally and you know, on a budget, clearly, because to make Ratchet and Clank look that good for a game that is you know, less than full price, as well, it's it's nothing short of outstanding. Uh, it's amazing to think that you know maybe that was all Insomniac needed was to go away, go do something else for another company, and then come back, right. recharge the batteries, and come back into this. Maybe they'll do it again. It'd be nice. I hope so. Yeah. I hope they they say when you when you say a reboot, well, that, that kind of implies that you're going to do more, doesn't it? Hmm. That's it. It is. It's a really good way of doing things. Sometimes just to clear things out. I mean, it's been long enough. And you sense that this is a new generation. There's new people who've never even touched it because you know, they grew up uh, it's around the Xbox 360 era, and you know the Ratchet games were pretty much underutilized last generation. They were there and thereabouts. And I mean, even with this Ratchet like it only now is getting more attention from Sony because it's you know scored well and it's selling well as a result. So now they're more on it, but. Between that and the movie, they've barely did any promotion for it pre, you know, pre-release, and I'm hoping that encourages them now, and that they see that hey, it works. You don't even have to spend a lot of money doing it. You can get platforms out there. Doesn't mean we want Knack Two again or anything, or, or another Crash <laughs> Bandicoot. We just want stuff like that. I mean, as much as I like Ratchet and Clank, anyway, it's it'd be nice to see more traditional platformers in 3D you know, that don't rely on weaponry so yeah so ukulele is probably closer to that um starting close to the first jack and daxter if you will you know that would be cool just to have you know, bright colorful lands to go around jumping bounding around jumping pretty fast it's part of the reason i'm enjoying you know rayman legends as a 2d platform now because it just right. that is it it's just classic old school stuff with a little dash of modern to it and it that it's great that you know, I think if indies hadn't kept platformers so relevant, and even in the two D sense, maybe we wouldn't have the opportunity to have that we have now. You know, to get three D platformers yeah. back on the map again. Yeah, they did, the they've definitely uh, indies have definitely held the torch for platforming in general. Like you said, it's been kind of uh, I guess it's been limited to two D. I guess we go to from two D to three D. It's uh have to have larger budgets you know hmm. you have to have uh the ability or tools like you were mentioning to to do those kind of things and so maybe that's why uh i, I guess what i'm liking or really wanting to see is i mean I, the indies I love their games but i really want to see more uh, companies like insomniac you know you know one thing you think about these games these uh platformers is that uh they're they're so iconic you know they have such color powerful characters uh, you, you, I mean you think about the Mario I mean Mario is a, a platforming uh, uh, it's, it is the platforming character uh, and um, this defined Nintendo for you know many many years um, and uh, uh, Sega tried to do the same thing with Sonic um, which well there there's another sub subject there the rest is <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it, it is a a, a wonderful. Uh, if you think about it from a business standpoint, a marketing tool uh, to have a character like a Ratchet and Clank or uh, 
Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, you know, uh, stuff yeah, that family didn't friendly really stuff too. With, uh, yeah, it didn't really work with Sack Boy, unfortunately, in that sense. No. Games aside, it's like, he's cute, yes, but the games were never popular enough for it to be a big thing. And it came at a time when PlayStation was probably at its lowest ebb early in the PS3's life cycle. And it's like, not really going to sell you know, gangbusters as a mascot. Yeah. And it ends up being more like Kratos and Nathan Drake being the mascots instead. So we've sort right. of moved out of that colourful mascot phase, if you will. Um, I, I think it's a big risk um, right now. Uh, I think the reason uh, Ratchet and Clank, this Ratchet and Clank was actually so successful is, A, it already has an established name. Um, so you, you already have that crowd coming back. And B, um, I think Ratchet and Clank kind of lost a lot of steam after A Crack in Time came out. Um, they decided to do a multiplayer one with All for One, then they did a tower defense yeah. game, and then uh, Into the Nexus kind of brought it back, uh, but it was more of uh, just a digital download game. Um, and I think once people realize, at least the fans uh, of, of the franchise and platformers realize that, oh, this is an actual Ratchet and Clank game being done by the A-Team and Insomniac, then they're like, oh, I'm going to go back to Ratchet and Clank. This looks great. Um, and I think that that really helped at least that game. Obviously, the price helped as well, being a, a forty dollar title. Um, but when it when it comes to other companies, uh, I don't think they're going to look at Ratchet and Clank as this huge success and say, "Oh, let's start making three D platformers." Simply because if if you're making a brand new three D platformer, it's a massive risk in this, at least in this market, in my opinion. Um, to, to create a, first a brand new IP and also make it a platformer. Um, it, it, it's a huge risk that I don't think a lot of companies are willing to take. Um, but but if you do create a 3D platform with like an established name, um, a lot of the really big successful ones have really come from first-party companies like Sony. Um, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, those are all Sony. Um, if, you, if you look at other companies, like outside of Nintendo with Mario, which people continue to say is getting stale and old, I don't agree with it. I think every Mario has become better and better that I've played. Um, outside of Rayman, I can't really think of another platformer that can actually succeed in 3D. I mean... Can maybe do Mega Man, but they've already proven they they don't care about Mega Man anymore. Capcom, at least. Um, well, I just know, even the original creator can't do the uh, own version of it right. It seems. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. But even then, he chose 2D, and that's the thing. It's it's just too big of a risk, and there's not enough, I guess, interest in the 3D platformer. At least in my opinion, from what I've seen. I'm sure you have ukulele, but then again, once people found out it was being developed by the creators who created Banjo-Kazooie and the Banjo franchise, and this is a spiritual successor, they're all over that, because it's coming from an established franchise already. It's the X-Red Dev, so... Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's it's still a big, a very big risk for them, uh, for a lot of developers because they don't really have an established platforming character 
Um, outside of like I said, Ubisoft with Rayman, I don't, I can't think of anybody else who has one. I guess Microsoft has Banjo, but they already tried that on the 360, and it didn't really work out for them with nuts and bolts. Like it was a, it was a good game, but it didn't really pay off for them at the end. It just didn't make enough money. I'd like to. I'd like to see more. Like, okay, so you, you mentioned ukulele. That's a good example. I mean, uh, rather than they, here, here's a, here's a, uh, a group of devs. Even though they are devs who did banjo, um, uh, or there's the spiritual successor of it. Uh, you know, they went out and created a totally new character. Uh, I mean, it's got the whole. Yeah, it's got the. They still got this dual dual character going on. You know, the um, banjo and. Uh, uh, well, the, 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 I don't know what you call it, but it had a little dragon with a flying thing on his head, right? Uh, and ukulele. Spyro? Oh, ukulele, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. I, yeah, it's yeah. ukulele. So it's, but, uh, you know, they went out and created something totally new, which was, is very intriguing. I'd love to see that. I, I, I just think that... Uh, uh, I, 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 I know what you're saying, Gary, about the risk, uh, but I think if, if uh, after Ratchet Clank, if ukulele takes off... Yeah, you know, then why wouldn't other companies say, you know, here, here's a here's a, a market that's being neglected. It seems like Nintendo is the only place you can go. You're a platformer. I mean, a 3D, you know, uh, called AAA platformer, right? Then you got to go to Nintendo. Uh, I, uh, these days, with uh, uh, you know, Nintendo's not doing its best, obviously. Uh, then. Uh, I, I just, I just, I'm hoping. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just hoping more than I'm thinking <laughs> that uh, other companies will take notice. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I personally love platformers, and you know, it'd be really nice to see some proper platformers pop up again because it's, it's just a genre that's good for young and old, not just young. So, and I think, yeah. you know, I agree with Gary that it is a risk, but. If you think about it back then in the days, they took the same risk. So why wouldn't you try to take that risk now? It's still that's that's one of the things of of, of like you know creating a game. You always take a risk, whether people will like it or not. Because you know you can create Uncharted 4, but who says that people will actually like it? Of course, you you know from the previous games, you know it's quality, but you could still flop. You never yeah. know that. So you know it's always going to be a risk to bring out a game. So I just want people to take the actual risk more and more. Because I miss the proper platformers. Because like what Chris said, I'm having way more fun with this than that I had with any game in the past few years. Just because it's it's you don't That's have true. to think too much. You you just it's easy to learn. You don't have to be good at it. You can just play through it and enjoy it. You'll think back to it like, oh, this was a good section. That was fun. And and you know, and eventually you'll start like, you know what, I'm gonna play it again. These are the games that still have the most replay value, in my personal opinion, and they are the ones that invite me the most to go back to, you know, play them again. So yeah. it'd be nice to see some more games that, you know, grant that replay value compared to what we currently have these days. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I agree 100% with what you guys are saying. I, I, I do want more 3D platformers. I love 3D platformers. I'm hoping that when the Sly Cooper movie is coming around, they release a new Sly Cooper game. Or maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. re reboot it like they rebooted um, Ratchet and Clank for that movie. You know, I love Sly Cooper. I think it was a phenomenal platformer. Out of the three big PS2 platformers, Ratchet and Clank, 
Deccan Daxter and Sly Cooper, he was my favorite because he played more like a traditional platform. Like, Ratchet and Clank is a platform, but it's also kind of heavy on the action as well. Um, the shooter, too. Jack and yeah. Daxter, especially with the like, the, set, the sequel to Jack and Daxter in the third one, where Sly Cooper remained like a true platformer. Um, and I would love a new Sly Cooper. And again, like the last one they made wasn't a big success. And it's it just sad to, to see that, you know. But yeah, I, I 100% agree, agree with you guys. More 3D platformers would be great. I'm, I am actually getting kind of tired of the 2D platformers because there are so many from indie developers now. Um, but 3D, I'm, I'm all for. If, if it's done right, it's done by a good team. And I, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm... Um... I, I'm a big platform fan, but you know I'm, I kind of like the um, <laughs> elephant in the room of this one because I haven't played any of those three massive PlayStation platformers: um, Jack, Ratchet, or Slice. You're not Sly the Cooper. only one. I haven't either. Oh well, um, that makes me feel a bit better now. Actually, a lot better. <laughs> um, no, I was uh, just you know uh, to clarify, I was a massive platform fan. I mean, I played all the classic platformers as a kid. We're talking Mario, yeah. Sonic. I'm a huge Mario and Sonic fan to this day. Sonic, obviously, up until around Sonic Adventure, I and mean, then it just went to basically well, i could have said something i said but you know pg-13 uh <laughs> um, but uh mario you know mario i've i have i have adored mario ever since um pretty much um i could play video games I, i've been consistently buying the new mario games um i thought mario um oh god mario galaxy one and two were just fantastic yeah. i absolutely yeah, loved yeah. them they were just so good i mean they've kind of taken more of a i mean they're still platform games but they you know they take a more you know they're more platform adventure games now just because of the way they're, they're, they're made. But, um, you know, there, there's some very classic platform elements still in there and stuff. So um, I thought they were superb. And uh, I played Super Mario 3D World or whatever it was called. The, uh, the one on the 3DS uh, where you have the uh, Tanuki suit in that. Um, that was recent, recent-ish, a couple of years old, I think. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, um, that was a great game. It was the four-point yeah. co-op one, right? Um. I'm not sure. I know Mario Brothers Wii U was four-player co-op, wasn't it? I'm not sure about the because they released one on the Wii U and one on the 3DS, like Mario 3D World or something. It was called. This is uh, Super yeah, Mario yeah. 3D World. Yeah. yeah, Mario 3D World was the was the one the cat suit they introduced, the new suit. Ah, oh, right, right, cool. Yeah, no, I played. The, yeah, I played the one on the 3DS, and I thought that was great as well. I complete. I completed that. Um, that, that was brilliant. Um, yeah, I just, um, apart from, uh, pretty much apart from Mario, I'd stopped playing platform games. I don't know why. I just, I never really got into them. Uh, I, for some reason, just throughout the PS2 era, I never, it's just one of those many series that I never got into really. I was very, I think with platform games, apart from Mario, it was very rooted in the retro stuff for me. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe I just, you know, I didn't, I was into so many other things like new for me back then. You know, Resident Evil was new to me back then in that kind of era. And a couple of other things, and you know, I, it was just one, you know, Jack and all that kind of got passed over. But I would, I would like to see, I would definitely like to see something that could rival Mario. You know, something. I mean, um, I haven't played Ratchet and Clank, the new one, but it certainly sounds like it's, um, you know, definitely up there as one of the best ones in recent years. And it'd be nice if there's, uh, if like if I could bring, you know, bring some of that back. You know, definitely the 3D one because there are. As you guys have said, you know, rightly said, but a lot of the indies are doing the indie ones now, and that's great. But it would be really nice to have some really good uh, major AAA platform game, 3D platform games back again to kind of like um, 
you know, challenge Mario, as it were, as stuff, because he seems to be pretty, apart from Ratchet and Clank, he seems to have that kind of um, sort of area nailed down, really. So it, w- it would be nice, because I'd I like to get back into that genre again. I think it was great. Um, um, yeah, but um, I'm sad. I can't really add much more than that, I'm afraid. Um, I mean, obviously, um, I've missed out on quite a lot by the sound of it. I always like the look of Sly, Sly Cooper, though. That seemed, that seemed to appeal to me. Um, Aaron, did you want to add anything at all before we wrap up? Uh, nope, I'm fine, thanks. Cool. Uh, Chris, did you want to say anything else at all? Because this is kind of your section. No, I think we covered it, yeah. Great. Well, um, that wraps up our main topics, actually, today, guys. Um, before we, um, not, uh, just uh, before we do wrap up, um, I'm just curious, um, this is kind of like the part where we, we either go straight into, like, the, um, like reading out the email, uh, not emails, uh, reading out our contact details and then wrapping up or we'd like um do a bit have a bit of spontaneity going on so because um uncharted 4 is out this week we're recording this sunday so it's out in two days time i was now maybe eight and it's out on the 10th um can't believe it's finally coming round after like what two three delays um i was just curious which yeah which um which guys uh which um which guys (laughs) which um of you lot have uh pre-ordered uncharted 4's uh special editions um any one of them that is not just the it it doesn't have to be the liberatelli edition it could be the regular special edition or what is any apart from me and kevin anyone else pre-ordered it at all i pre-ordered the the special one with the with the steel case because that steel case is gorgeous and i want awesome I agree, yeah. Very I'm, good. I'm probably going digital because I can get it cheaper that way. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Cool. Anyone else at all? I'm I I really want to play the game, but I've got so much I want to complete first, so I'm deliberately going to wait until I've completed these games first before I buy it. So Yeah, cool. I said that I last said week that, uh... and I end up buying three more games. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Chris? Are you an Uncharted fan? Are you gonna be getting it? Oh, absolutely! I love I love that series. It's, to me, it's the it's the best stuff that Sony's done uh, ever, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably get the just the plain Jane version. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I've been spending spending so much money on games, and I want to stay married. he <laughs> <laughs> said, "Cool man, got to keep the missus happy." Exactly. Yeah. Well, um... it's a tough compromise. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I, the weird thing is, I'm not actually sure when I'm going to play it. It's either one of their games, games that I will play it straight away as soon as I get it, finish work for the day or whatever. I will like put it on straight away, or it's one of those games that I will actually save to a later date while I finish um, up on Far Cry Four or whatever. So, but um, yeah, as long as it's like in my house, I don't care. That's the main thing. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually. Um, I don't know what I don't know why this thought came into my head. It's just one of those random uncharted things. Uh, when I'm thinking about and excited for a new game, I just got all these. I always I tend to look back at the old trailers and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to come come up to this part from that trailer. You know, after seeing it all those years, I was wondering if if that um, E3 trailer, the E3 uh, 2014 trailer, when Drake is um, uh, like he's unconscious on that um, shoreline and he wakes up and stuff and wanders into the jungle. Uh, it's the one where they they used to like claim that um, you know they used to compare the visuals from that one to the PlayStation experience one, saying it had been downgraded since E3. I wonder if that scene is actually in the game. I'm just curious, you know, because you know that's kind of like been that's been a go-to thing for so long for a lot of people, you know, that you know they've got to sort of hold that up as the holy grail of Uncharted for visuals and stuff because it did blow everyone away. So it's I'm kind of like for some reason I'm fixated on that. I'm wondering if it was actually just I, made I, for made yeah. for that part or I, or not. I, I, 
I, having seen the uh, title screen, I would say yes, it is in there. The, the title screen does show something from that area. So. Oh, it does. All oh, right. Wait, wait a minute. How do you? How have you? How come you've seen the title screen? Have I missed something completely? Or I'm just really mm, thick. No, 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 Twitter. You, you see these things on Twitter. So, yeah. Oh, right, right, okay. <laughs> Someone called it the most boring title screen they've ever seen because it's not all jingoistic and full of music like the old ones. It's more like The Last of Us, very you know, a scene. And oh, very, sereneness. very sort of minimalistic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Well, it makes sense because um, the directors, um, Bruce, was it Bruce Australian, Neil Druckmann? They did. Uh, they were behind the Last of Us, weren't they? So yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I always, I always knew that there would be a bit of their, uh, their kind of like um, sort of personality and kind of like storytelling in, in the game. It wouldn't be because. Um, Obviously, the previous stuff was Amy Hennig, I, thought, I believe. She was like the main driver. She of yeah, did three, did two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I, I kind of expected it to be a little bit um, little grittier, I suppose, like that. It'd be nice to see if the, the actual Uncharted theme is in it, or if it's been remixed or something like that. That'd be cool. Um, I hope so, because it's one of my favourite themes. You know, yeah. Regardless yeah. of series, I, it's just yeah. remind it's perfect sort of... It evokes that sort of Indiana Jones esque uh, adventuring, yeah, yeah, that's it, and it, it's really good that they. I don't think it'd that. be right if it didn't have that. Just, no, it if they be. put a different a different tune in there, it'd be like, what is this? This is, this is not Uncharted. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, a Metal exactly. Gear without the yeah, Metal Gear theme. Yeah, right. Yeah, quite right. I also, uh, I think everyone's really wondering this as well. I'm, always, I'm, I'm wondering if um, Chloe's even in the game because we never haven't even seen her at all. Not not once, apart from the multiplayer. I've no. got a funny feeling she's not actually in the campaign. Um, so um, yeah, that be yeah. We we have, we have to find out and see. But yeah, I'm um, yeah. That's uh, I think if she's in it, she'll have a bit part. You know, yeah, it'll she's, just be yeah. up in a bar somewhere. Hey, Nathan, yeah, cameo or something. Yeah, she's not. Or, yeah. she's def definitely we're not definitely not an Uncharted two esque role in this. I think it's pretty obvious. No. Definitely, probably not even Uncharted three. I mean, she was. She was in that diminished role in that as well. So, but hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, this, it's meant to be all about Drake and um, Elena and Sully and everything, right. time, obviously. So, yeah. But yeah, that's hopefully that bad boy will be with me on day one. And I'm looking mm. forward to that. Um, I just can't wait for something. Uh, another thing is, I really, I never got to try out the multiplayer on the um, other games, apart from like a couple of um, uh, uh, sessions uh, with my mate Tim, um, which was just like one on one. So, you know, not like, like, not like, Free for all kind of thing. So I really actually want to dive into the multiplayer because it actually looks quite fun. So we, um, it'd be cool if like the um, rest, um, you know, Aslot could like team. Um, I don't know, I don't know how it works. I have no idea if there's like if you can team up or go on the same team or go against each other or whatever. But you know, if if we can do that, I think that'd be really cool. What do you reckon? Yeah, seems enough of us are getting it. I think that could be a done thing. Yeah, sounds fun. Looks really good. Um, uh, yeah. Well, um, cool. Okay, well, let's wrap this bad boy up, then, guys. Um, uh, let's do the contacts, I guess. Well, uh, do we? Um, well, actually, because I'm obviously I don't host every week. Do we? Uh, do we read out the contacts anymore, or is it? Just no, it's, in the, it's in the description. So. Ah, there we go. All right, fair play, fair, fair play, then, guys. Okay, well, um, in that case, you guys have any special shout outs you want to give it to before we wrap this thing up? Uh, I do. Uh, well, shout outs to uh, all the moms. Happy Mother's Day. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's only the only shout out I want to. Oh, and the listeners, thank you for listening. 
week. Well, um, I'll give a shout out to um, London, uh, a cool, a rather cool chap I met at the uh, Battlefield event. Um, he was quite animated. Again, probably the free beer. Who almost shouted out PSU? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he was quite. A, he was a um, really cool guy. Really excited about that uh, Battlefield one, definitely. Um, also, uh, you guys for joining me today on the show, and um, been really cool to uh, be a part of it again. Chat to you guys. Um, thanks to the listeners as well, regular and new listeners. We appreciate it wherever you come from. And um, anyone who's added me recently on PSN as well, cheers for that, guys. Even if I don't really game with anyone on there. Um, but yeah, um, that's um, I think that's pretty much it then. That's been episode 120, and we'll, as I said earlier, we will be hosting an, an Uncharted special as well in the next week or so. So um, we're going to be planning that out um, over the course of the next couple of days, I expect. So I'm not sure who's going to be on it, but we're definitely going to definitely have a good good old chinwag about that. And presumably by that point, we would have at least some of us would have played Uncharted 4 as well. So definitely, in which case, if I haven't, I will be avoiding it because of spoilers. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I seriously I have to get my ass in that game soon. As Ghost Chili approves. <laughs> oh yeah, but, um, that's um, Ben, who's just been here the whole time. He just hasn't been speaking. So um, yeah, so technically we've got another member of the podcast. So, uh, but actually, Ben, since you chimed in there, do you have any shout outs at all? Uh, my usual shout out to Phoenix Down Radio. Uh, if you're listening in, Klaus, hello. Um, and just to everyone else, good good podcast. Cheers, buddy. Um, hope to have you on back on the regular, you know, uh, as a regular guest um, on the next show or whatever. You're going to be on the Uncharted special. Yes, I shall be. Wicked. Hope to see you on that, dude. Okay, guys, that's um, been episode 120. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, Chris, it's really good to speak to you as well, mate. It's been a very long time. <laughs> um, I really enjoy being here. Thanks, guys. No problem, man. It's good to have you on again. Hopefully, um, grab, get you on another show soon. And um, thank you to the rest of you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back with the Uncharted special next week. Um, so just thank you for that. Oh, and yeah, those of you who are getting it on day one, enjoy Uncharted 4, guys, but no spoilers. Take it easy, guys. See you later. Later. Bye.